Welcome back to another episode of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast, where listeners can learn about leadership and other related qualities from today's most successful business people and former coaches and athletes. The Dynamic Leaders Podcast is brought to you by Talent 409. At Talent 409, we help high school and collegiate level athletes discover their talent altitude through workshops and seminars while increasing their opportunities for success on and off the field. In addition to student-athletes, we work with coaches and administrators at the high school and collegiate level to enhance their education on how they can positively impact the performance of their teams and programs. And as a reminder, a portion of all fees associated with working with Talent 409 gets donated to your local Alzheimer's Association. This episode is brought to you by Sweat with Stod's Hit the Gym program. Sweat with Stod's has released a new program that's great for people who go to the gym but are looking for a plan to follow. Hit the Gym is one month of six workouts per week, three HIT workouts, and three strength workouts designed to help you build strength and sculpt your body. This program does require access to a lot of equipment, but that also means that you'll be doing a lot of different moves and you'll never get bored. The program comes as a downloadable PDF with supplemental videos that demo each move, so you don't have to be an expert to do it. I've personally been doing Sweat with Stad's workouts for three months now or so, and I can honestly say I'm in the best shape of my life. And I'll keep saying it so that people want to take a look into it. And if you want to do these workouts too, you can do them by going to sweatwithstods.com and clicking on hit the gym. My listeners can also get a discount by entering the promo code CCP. Instead of $40, this program is only $30 when you use that code. So what can you do with $30 in 30 days? This episode is also brought to you by Taylor Digital. Taylor Digital is a virtual design company that helps solopreneurs get established online with a cohesive image so they can feel more confident in their business. Taylor Digital offers branding, social media design, and a Squarespace website design. Go to taylordigital.com. That's T-A-Y-L-A-R. Go to taylordigital.com to set up your free consultation. This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have time, please take a minute, give it a five-star rating and review. As a reminder, we are doing a book giveaway contest, a free copy of Pragmatic Passion by Coach Joe Patista, who was our guest on the previous episode. If you give us a five-star rating and review, you are eligible for the drawing that will happen the week of Thanksgiving. Not only that, the five-star rating and review helps me grow and make sure the con- that I'm providing to you is of maximum value. In honor of the book contest, I'm actually going to read off each week a review and give you an idea of what some of the people are saying. And I'm just going to read them in order. The people who had written reviews prior to the contest are also eligible for this contest. This first review comes from C. Stads, Inspiring and Thought-Provoking is the title. Love hearing these leadership philosophies and takeaways. Thanks, C. Stads. On today's episode of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast, we will be going through part two of our From Youth Sports to CEO series. So let's get right into it. First, let's sit back and relax, get comfortable, and listen to a little Joan Jet.
Alright, welcome everyone back to part two of the From Youth Sports to CEO podcast series. Today's solo pod epi, again, part two of two of this series, exploring the importance of youth sports, everything from social and developmental benefits, and how that translates to success as an adult and throughout life. In episode one, released a couple weeks ago, we covered the first two topics, which were what playing sports can do for adolescent development and why do we ask kids to specialize and how this hurts them in the sport they play. On today's pod, we will cover the final two topics. Topic number three is the 0.03%, or for ease sake, it's the 1% predicament. How to set realistic expectations as a youth and build a foundation that will allow you to compete and achieve academic excellence. And the final topic is going to be why more athletes are successful in the business world than non-athletes. Again, this is a passion project of mine because a lot of the work I do associated with Talent 409 relates to amateur athletes, kids in middle school, high school, or college. I want to especially point out that these episodes as I mentioned on the previous episode, can be specifically impactful for athletes that are in middle school or high school and for parents, coaches, and administrators of athletes of that level as well. That age range is extremely important for long-term physical and non-physical development as well as for setting realistic expectations and setting a foundation that can help the amateur athlete succeed even when they are done playing sports competitively in the future. In case you haven't noticed, it's no secret that one of my passions is the message I try to get across to anybody I cross paths with in my work for Talent 409. I want them to prepare for life after sports. I'll say it again. Even if you are a generational talent like LeBron James, there will come a time when your time as a competitive athlete comes to an end and being able to live a fulfilling life after sports will be just as important to you as any success you will find on the athletic field. Now, let's dive into this. Here are some numbers to kick us off on the 0.03 or 1% predicament. 1,023,712 kids play high school football in the United States. 61,000 of them play at the collegiate level. That's a drop from 100% to 6% in just one level difference. From there, 6,000 will be scouted by the NFL. From that 6%, that's 0.6%. And from there, 875 players will sign NFL contracts. That's a percentage of 0.08%. Finally, 300 players will make an NFL roster, meaning 1,023,412 high school players will not play in the NFL. 99.97%. Not a football player? What about basketball? Let's hoop it up a bit. In the United States, there are 546,428 basketball players. 18,684 of them play collegiate basketball. 4,152 of them are eligible for the NBA draft, but only 44 are drafted into the NBA. That equates to one in every 12,419 high school basketball players that make it to the NBA. I'm not going to continue breaking down each sport because you get the picture. And if you don't, you have some serious denial issues that you may want to get checked out. 
but this is what I refer to as the 1% predicament. In any given sport, give or take a few percentage points, you have a 1% chance at playing professionally. That's just a 1% chance of actually making it to the professional level, to the highest level. That doesn't take into account longevity, success, money. Making it does not guarantee long-term shelf life and success. As a youth or high school athlete, or as a parent and guardian of these type of athletes, it is of the utmost importance to set realistic expectations when it comes to not only your chances of playing a professional sport or the chances of your child playing a professional sport, but then making it your livelihood or their livelihood for an extended period of time. Some of you are probably thinking, dang, Colin, way to crush my dreams. No, this is not me crushing dreams, but dreams have to be realistic in order to be successful. Here's a great example. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream. It may have sounded a little crazy and unattainable given the time of racial hostility in which he said it, but there were subtle signs that progress was being made, including, most importantly, the passing of the civil rights legislation. So King's dream wasn't some unrealistic prophecy that he put upon a generation of suppressed Americans. He had a dream, yes, but it was a realistic dream that made sense for the time in which he said it and what he felt could be accomplished. He didn't ask community leaders to run for president, which in this case may have been the equivalent of the 1% predicament. He asked them to keep communities together even though they were being dismissed because of the color of their skin, they were being beaten and treated unfairly, but King knew that the first step towards attaining the one's unthinkable accomplishments, such as a black person being a president, he knew that working together and staying together was the first step towards reaching the ultimate dream. When we are kids, many of us dream of being a professional athlete, a cop, a firefighter, an astronaut, a doctor. It's a fun practice for our elementary school teachers to fill time and pump our heads with good thoughts. But there's never any follow-up to our childhood dreams. And while it's easy for teachers to straight up tell students they won't be a professional athlete, we all know those stories, it is much easier for them to not do anything when it comes to actually preparing students for the realities of what it takes to get these kinds of specialty professions. No action plan is ever put in place. It's just an unimaginable dream hanging on by the thread of our childhood imagination until life gets too hard and life gets in the way and we ultimately find ourselves flipping burgers, slinging drinks, or mindlessly staring into a computer screen for a quote-unquote career. Again. I'm not here to crush dreams. It's obvious I want you to succeed. I'm just keeping things as realistic as possible. If you have a dream, you need to have an action plan. That's going to be the first step towards getting to the highest levels of professional sports. But again, let's not twist success with making it. Although it is obviously a commendable accomplishment, you don't just want to make it to the big leagues. You want longevity, and you want success on the field as well as off it. Here are a couple highlights in case you aren't part of the 1%. Focus on academics. 
we still live in a world where academic success opens more doors than not. That doesn't mean you have to go to college and take the traditional route, because even though there are more opportunities for folks that have high levels of education, it is no guarantee of job success, sustainability, or even availability. Ask my best friend. He has a PhD and is currently working a part-time job in retail. No disrespect to him or to retail workers, but he spent a crap ton of money on education and may not ever see a return on his investment. However, an education can come in a lot of different forms and it's important to have curiosity and be open to learning as much as you were when you were a child. That's a powerful mindset that can open doors to opportunities for success if you don't make it as a professional athlete. Use the leadership skills you learn on the field through Talent 409 and apply them to your career, community, and family. The skills and traits you will learn in competition can help you succeed in life and make you a better person. I can't stress that enough. It's the reason we're here in the first place. As we move to our final topic, I'll start once again with some numbers and cold hard facts. According to Forbes, 65% of the most successful women in business played sports growing up. And that number includes 9 in 10 women who are CEOs. Here's another fact. It's been suggested that overall 95% of Fortune 500 CEOs were former athletes. So why are former athletes successful in life after sports? Here are a few of the reasons based on various sources of research mixed in with my own opinions. The first reason is character building. Sports offer so much more than just physical benefits. Keeps you mentally healthy, teaches basic social relationship skills, forges commitment, determination, competitive mindset. You learn what's right and what's wrong when you're on the athletic field and you're in competition. You can build your character through sports and translate that to your life after sports as well. Here's a real big one, an inclusion of women. Not only do sports encourage women to break gender norms, which is often a key hurdle in reaching some type of executive position such as a CEO, but sports also teaches them teamwork and dedication. They teach that a tough, aggressive, and competitive spirit is nothing to be ashamed of just because you're a woman. In fact, that type of attitude could shape them into a hardworking employee that's eager to take on more responsibility, seek promotions, and be in a position of power and leadership that may have not been available to people in prior generations. Sporting organizations also help with networking. I touched upon on the previous epi how many of my lifelong and best friendships resulted from the people I played sports with. In addition to that, you are also entering into many organizations such as the NCAA, alumni networks, and just overall public exposure that can help you with networking in the future. As an HR and recruiting professional of five years, I can't even begin to tell you how important networking is amongst the low-hanging fruit, people you already have a relationship with in one way or another. So many of my personal best opportunities in business and in my personal life have come as a result of this and 
Research shows this to be consistent across the board as well. Here are a few other quick hits for you. Why should you hire athletes? First, they achieve goals. Athletes set a plan, execute it, and achieve them. Second, determination. When facing obstacles, they still keep it going and have a strong desire to reach their goals and want to win. Third, they become agile leaders. Athletes need to adapt and always improve to be able to be competitive. This is imperative in the business world today. Fourth, put strategy into action. Vision and goals are converted into sub-goals and execution, and this happens every single day, and it's measured. Things that you do on the athletic field, you do the same thing in the business world. Fifth, teamwork. Athletes understand the importance of the team, even in individual sports. Sixth, huge sacrifices. You really have to put in the work to get the results you want. And sometimes that means missing family events or giving up social outings or giving up a number of different things. Sacrifices are needed to be a successful athlete as well as to be a successful person in life after sports. Seven, never give up attitude. Athletes know it will not always be a smooth ride, but they never give up. Eight, perform under pressure. You need to be able to perform at your best at a certain point under pressure. Athletes can cope with that stress and pressure because they've been in that situation before. Lastly, motivation and commitment. Athletes know that they need to put both brain and body into the quest for success. Wow. This concludes the two-part special from Youth Sports to CEO. We made it. I hope you learned a lot. I know I covered a lot, but there is so much more to this topic overall, to the many subtopics that I tried to break this down to, and I'm sure there's even smaller topics and more specific topics that we could go on forever. If you'd like to discuss anything in more detail, I encourage you to reach out and I'd be more than happy to have an extended dialogue with you. But in the meantime, I appreciate you taking some time to listen to this solo epi. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to, again, Joe Patista for giving us the opportunity to have this book contest giveaway. Please, if you haven't done so already, put in your five-star rating and review. Make yourself eligible for that drawing for the free book copy, autographed copy of Pragmatic Passion. We'll do that drawing the week of Thanksgiving. We are back next week with another special guest epi. Until then, take it easy. Just my